Chuck. Jay. How are you tonight? Uh, just as good as I was last week. Nice. The snow we got last week, it was it was Uncle Buck Wild. Would you, would you have to agree? Yeah, yeah. I got a question for you, though. What did the teacher do with the student's report on cheese? I don't know, Jay. I'm not a teacher, so how can I tell? Can I, tell? <laughs> I don't know what. She graded it. Oh, of course. What's the best way to carve wood? Um, I don't know. Whittle by whittle. <laughs> what did the pirate say on his 80th birthday? Um, I don't know. I matey. Oh, dear God. Any more? Uh, I'll do one more. Why did Adele cross the road? Why did Adele cross the road? Yes. Um, you got this. Fuck. I don't know. Tell me. Just say hello from the other side. All right, let's start the show. God damn it. I, I don't want to do jokes anymore. Okay. Well, I don't think it's a podcast and you're listening to it today. Well, I don't think it's a podcast and it's hosted by Chuck and Jay. We don't know what we're going to do and we don't know what we're going to say. But all we know is we're not doing it today. Yeah, we're not doing it today. NotNordicPod at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is a very big day. Our podcast is officially retirement age. Welcome to episode 65 of the We're Not Nordic podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, thank you for sending in all the jet sounds that Chuck requested. (laughs) He's shaking his head in anger. I quit. I, I quit. This is my last episode. It's been a, it's been a good run. 60, 65 is enough. The world doesn't need to hear any more from us. We are yes, we're officially retired. We're done. It's over. It's yeah. over, Johnny. <laughs> so what's up, buddy? It's uh, February seventeenth. What would it? So you know what that means? Yeah. So uh, hi, my name is Jay, and I'm here with my good great friend Chuck. Thanks, man. Did we already go? We didn't even say our names, bro. You know, we've got new listeners out there, and they're hearing this. They're like, "Who are these? Who are these young hunks?" Say my name. Say my name. Listen, ladies, back off. I'm married. I'm taken. Okay, I got a chickadee. We just had, you know, you know, uh, Valentine's Day. It's true. It's true. And we did many romantic things. I, uh, I, I um, may participate in a one-off. Pulling back the curtain, it's only February 11th. I may par- <laughs> I may participate in a uh, one-off um, Dungeons & Dragons game on Sunday on Valentine's Day. Okay, nice. I, have, I haven't decided yet. I'll see if I'm home. So this is uh, this is out of uh, D&D? Dungeons & Dragons and & Dudes? This is yeah. another... Uh... Yeah, no, my friend wants to try D- uh, DMing, and he, he wants... He wants to do a dry run with a one-off game before he tries to put a campaign together. Does this sound weird? I'm excited for you. Just <laughs> you try it. Seriously. Well, if um, I do it, I'll let you know how it goes. Well, today is National Cabbage Day, so... Oh! <laughs> You're not a fan of cabbage? I fucking hate cabbage. 
Really? Yeah, it's, and I feel bad because I've been to so many different, like, I guess I have a lot of Irish friends because I've been offered corned beef and cabbage many times. So I'm like, nope. Thank, really? Thank you. I kind of enjoy it. We'll put a little vinegar on it, a little bit of pepper. Well, perhaps I haven't had it prepared the right way because I thought I hated Brussels sprouts for the longest time. Now I think if they're prepared correctly, Brussels sprouts are quite delicious. It's the same thing, though, almost. It's like small little cabbage eyes. Yeah, but I only... Yeah, but, I've only ever had cabbage served like, you know, sort of sort of wet. Like I only really like Brussels sprouts when they're crunchy. Oh, oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah where they have the, some people bacon on and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't even necessarily have to be bacon, but like if you put them in a pan and like coat them with some oil and stuff until they're crispy, they're pretty tasty. Well, here you go. National Cabbage Day. Cabbage is closely re- related to broccoli and cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, and savory. Cabbage. See, I like bro- I like most of those things. I like broccoli and cauliflower. It's also. I think broccoli is kind of an underrated vegetable. Is actually. that especially when you put cheese on it? You- I, I like it without cheese, Newman. <laughs> Vile weed. <laughs> no, but I mean, remember the uh, the Thanksgiving episode when uh, Toenail wrote in and said, "What's your favorite side?" TJ Tone. It's also National Random Acts of Kindness Day. Yeah, well. I'm, I don't remember that, but I imagine I said my mom's sweet potato casserole. Very good. I yeah. believe that is what yeah, you that said. That shit is good. Uh, so, y'all out there paying attention to this, you know, this 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 app comes out at 1 on Wednesday, okay? 1 in the a.m. 1 in the a.m. About five hours before I typically go to sleep. <laughs> so, on this day, people... I uh, see, no. People are encouraged to show concern for others, loved ones, and strangers without any exceptions of any con- of any consideration in return. So get out there. So what? I'm sorry. What was the name of the day? Help again? your fellow neighbor. National random acts of kindness. I can get behind that. Sure. Yeah. So if you see someone on the side of the road, just yell out to them. You ain't ugly. You know that's kind. <laughs> You don't don't, it's just, you know, it's, 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 they'd probably yell at you for not respecting their agency or something. Well, here's the thing. There are many things you can do. Uh, Watts and I have donated our time to um, the rescue mission in Atlantic City and serve food and stuff like that. If, if, there's, if you're able, if you're able, if you're able... If and, you're able. If you're able and capable of doing something like that, go for it. If you have the time, why not? Yeah, no, totally. So it's good, it, it, you know, it's good karma. Yes, I agree. So I'm sitting here with a former weed lord, correct? I guess. <laughs> so when you got your ganj. When I got my ganj. Okay. Now, were there stems, bro? Sure, yeah. And the ganj wasn't qual, right? I, I, you know, I had some qual ganj from time to time, but, you know, most... I, I said there were certainly, you know, it depends, yeah. So where would you think the best uh, Mary Jane would be? Geographically speaking? Just uh, just in your own opinion. Where, where would you think where ganja would flow like the salmon of Capistrano? Amsterdam. Amsterdam, okay. Any other place? Uh, Costa Rica. How about Jamaica? Yeah, that makes sense, sure. Cultural embarrassment. Jamaica running low on weed. Whoa, really? Yeah. Rain, drought, pandemic, legalization, fewer farmers, all means less ganja on the island. Let's move to Jamaica and start a ganja farm. (laughs) 
from what I heard, as soon as you walk off the plane, there's people right there. You know, I, hey man, do you want you want some weed? You want some reefer? Well, you know, you can do that in fucking Newark or whatever. Uh, that's true as well. Except it might be like Oxycontin or something instead of weed. Yes, or fentanyl mixed with heroin or something like yeah. that. Jamaica is running low on ganja. Heavy rains followed by an extended drought, an increase in local consumption, and a drop in the number of marijuana farmers have caused a shortage in the island's famed but largely illegal market that ex- that experts say is the worst they've ever seen. It's a cultural embarrassment. Chief <laughs> opportunity. I love I love that description. That's funny. Uh, he's a consulting brokerage firm for the country's legal cannabis industry, Jamaica, which foreigners have long associated with pot, reggae, and Rastafarians, authorized a regulated medical marijuana industry and de- and decriminalize. Oh my God! And decriminalize decriminalized small amounts of weed in 2015. So if you don't have that much weed, you ain't getting hurt. People caught with two ounces. Is that a lot? Two ounces? Yeah, it's a pretty good amount. (laughs) People caught with two ounces or less are supposed to pay a small fine and face no arrest or criminal record. That's about uh, five or $600 worth of weed, if I'm remembering correctly. So the island also allows individuals to cultivate up to five plants. And Rastafarians are legally allowed to smoke ganja for sacramental purposes. Irie, Irie. Um, they say that last year was the worst year <laughs> because it put a dent on ganja-seeking tourists. Well, I don't know. Weed's like mostly legal in most parts of the U.S. now, right? I, I, like, most of them, yeah. Like, I mean, I guess is the weed just that much better that that people still go down there seeking ganja? I mean, that's but that's their culture, isn't it? Isn't the whole Rastafarian culture based around very much so? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, I mean, hey, like you said, go to Amsterdam when you get there. You say the ganja's good there. Yeah, at least you can see some like well. I mean, excuse me. I like you know. I guess there's beaches and stuff, and Jamaica's not just weed. Correct. But I was gonna say, like, what? Like no. you can go see art and things in in Amsterdam as well. And you know, there's also the red, <laughs> the red, light, the red light district, <laughs> but that's that's neither here nor there. And there's a place where you can get really good pancakes. That's what Artie said. Uh, but I mean, if you think about it, every place has their uh, has pancakes. Their, their, their calling card. Like if you go to Germany, what are you thinking of? I'm th- for some reason I'm thinking of Oktoberfest. Is that that's Germany, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm thinking Germany, Oktoberfest. What do you think about France? Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower food or something we can uh, consume. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I haven't had a lot of French food. We never had a croissant. I've had their fries and their toast. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> Now, when you worked for a listener and friend of the show, Chris. I didn't work for him. I worked with him. Worked. Oh, oh, that Chris. Yeah, that Chris, okay. yes. Now, were you allowed to chomp down when you were Because you worked from a computer, correct? Uh-huh. Were you allowed to eat at your desk? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd uh, quite a few mornings I'd have, I'd have myself a little bagel and coffee at the desk while I was getting my morning going, sure. Okay, what about lunch? Um... I think we were allowed, but I, there was like he did bring in like um, like a nice table for us to eat at. So well, I think more often than not, if there was nothing like super pressing going on, we'd usually move to the table if we were eating. Well, Sacre Bleu, bro. French workers can now eat at their desks. They weren't allowed before. Correct. During amid the pandemic, government is removing law forbidding the practice during work. 
So that's I get, so odd that that's a law. Like, why would they care? Uh, the pandemic is forcing a new rule in France that might have a lot to do with Americans doing a double take. It will now be... Le- it will now be legal to eat at your desk during work. Yes, prior to the label ministry decision, it had been against the law to do so. Hmm. But with the advent of COVID, the government wants to make it easier for workers who report... The advent of COVID in a lab in Wuhan. They admitted it. <laughs> Stay woke, bro. Workers who report to offices to remain safe during their lunch hour. So I wonder, does it does it talk about why... Yeah, I'd be curious as to why it was illegal in the first place. That's that's the, the part original that really rule, intrigues me. The original rule had been put on the books years ago to make sure bosses couldn't force their employees to work through lunch. Oh. Okay, well, that makes sense. But as both stories point out, the rule also spoke to the culture of France. I was going to do a French action, but we French and you Americans have totally different ideas about work. That sounds really fucking assholish to say it like that. Well, they they can be dicks. We France and you Americans have totally different. <laughs> well, there yeah, you go. Yeah, because they were there such assholes, I had there to it is. Yes. Sacre bleu. It is a catastrophe to eat at your desk. You need a pause to refresh to refresh the mind. It's good to move your body. When you return, you see things differently. I mean, America does have. I mean, that's you know that's a whole rabbit hole to go down. But America does have like really different ideas of what they expect of workers than other countries do that's for sure you know it's i guess it's up for argument whether that's a good thing or a bad thing but you know it's i think it has a lot to do with um the fact that um uh labor organization is not and not as widespread in america as it is other places and anyway that's that's probably for not not a we're not nordic discussion no but the the way I, the way i feel is like there's some sometimes there needs to be crunch time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes if, if you want to get a job done, you don't really go by punching in and punching out and say, we got to get this done. Let's work through lunch and let's just do this. Sure. You know, because I do that when I work outside. But there are also those people who say, no, I'm taking a lunch. I deserve this lunch. I am a human being and I deserve to eat lunch when I want to eat lunch. No, the, 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 correct, the correct mindset is probably somewhere in between those two things. Like, You're absolutely right. You know, I, don't, I, don't th- I don't think it should be expected that you should give extra time every single day. But, yeah, no, if there's something pressing... You know, I think if you're a good sport and a good employee, you're like, well, let me just buckle down and get this shit done. But that, no, that shouldn't be every day. No, I agree. Yeah, there's, there has to be a happy medium. Yeah. So. I think, you know, that's that's a problem that I think we have in, in discourse of pretty much everything now. Like, it's just everything to everybody is either one thing or another thing. I just, I think we as a people have a hard time recognizing nuance and things anymore. But that's that's neither here nor there. So what about you out there? Do you work from your desk? Do you chomp down a little bit some grapes? Do you have what Eve Six guy refers to as a quote fake email job? Ooh. Burn to people who work from their desk from Chuck. Send all the hate to notnordicpod at gmail.com. I didn't say it. I've had several fake email jobs. <laughs> and he will respond with sad em- em- emoticons. No, I will send nudes. I, I don't know. <laughs> Not necessarily mine. <laughs> Fair enough. He's talking about Dennis Leary from the movie The Ref. Not naked in it. I got a question. Do you have an answer? I just don't know where we got to Dennis Leary, but okay. Okay. Um, favorite fast food place when you're out on the road? Because you, he was in a rock and roll band, and where was the place that you always looked forward to when you were going out to eat? Uh, uh, we're, 
we're not uh, limiting it by geography. You can go wherever wherever you want. I really love Waffle House. Does that count, or are we talking like just drive-throughs? Mask dispute results in robbery robbery of chicken and waffles. Huh. <laughs> nice call. Man was denied service because he wasn't wearing a face covering uh, in Pasadena restaurant. Where was that? Roscoe's. Here we go. Refused service because he wasn't wearing a mask. A man returned to Roscoe's house of chicken and waffles. <laughs> ah, I've been there. In California, armed with a gun, demanded all the chicken and waffles he could carry. <laughs> Then swipe some syrup before making off with his meal. That's according to police and employees of the restaurant in Pasadena, Pasadena, where security cameras caught a robbery unfolding around 5.40 p.m. Wednesday. Employees say they were initially confused when the armed man burst through a back entrance since the restaurant cash registers were located in the front. But he comes straight towards me with a gun, pointing it at me and saying, put all the chicken in the bag, <laughs> Cook Robert Gonzalez says. I almost got shot over stupidity, I guess. All employees fled out an exit while the suspect grabs some takeout orders. Um, I understand our chicken is good, but I mean, that's some expensive chicken he's got there. He didn't take any cash. Before he walked out the door, he took syrup for his chicken. KBC notes the security camera captures the man's face due to his lack of a mask. And his name is Chuck. But the suspect... Who'd left the restaurant by the time police arrived has yet to be found. Whoa, and he got away he with got stealing away the chicken? With it. Yes. God, that's my new hero. I love that guy. Is there is there anything that you would you think that you would uh you would rob to get uh, oh. some quality food? Is there anything that you would uh, go to jail for food wise, bro? I don't th- if you were craving something. Oh, I don't I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I luckily I don't think I've ever been that like I mean, I stole food before when I was really, like, struggling, but I mean, luckily I haven't been that hungry in a long time. I don't know. If I was feeding for a burrito, it would be borderline me going into Moe's and saying, welcome to feed me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was that was a weak attempt. But you know what I mean? I would go in there and say, you know, give me a burrito, and then I would just walk out with it. I don't think I'd pull a gun, though. You're big enough that you might be able to get away with that. Like, just be like, yo, do something, bitch. Yeah. And then just walk out. <laughs> you know, speaking of something like that, my mom pretty much got robbed one time. A guy came in and said uh, she worked at a, a company that, you know, helped. Uh, it was a, um, she worked at United Way, I'll just say it. Mama Show, Patty? Yeah. <laughs> P. Ma- Mama Hill. And uh, a guy walked in and said, um, can you guys help me? And she said, uh, sure, you know, just fill this stuff out, but we don't have anything here that we can give you. And he said, what about you? Can you give me money? And she says, well, we normally, don't, we normally don't do that. And he says, okay, well, I want money. And so she felt obligated to give him money, and she said technically she felt like she was being... Yeah, she put her, put her in a weird, creepy position. Right, so yeah. I think she gave, her, she gave him all the money she had in her <laughs> wallet, and he just walked out. Man, that's fucking terrible. Yeah, so... I mean, I don't know. It's uh, like it, there were times on tour where we uh, where we dine and dash Chinese buffets too. I mean, so there's that. Yo, I'm working with a straight up thief, y'all. What are we gonna do about this? Welcome to feed me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Population, you. Exactly. Yo, we're gonna make this is gonna be the best joke by the end. Of, Welcome to feed me. Population, you. We're gonna keep growing this joke, and it's gonna be uh, halfway decent. Okay, so what? Okay. Okay. 
Right, so what, what, what's that game again? You pick two things and you got to put it, or is it three things? Two. Okay. It's two. Yeah, it's two things, and then you make a joke about it. Why do you, you want to try it out of nowhere? Okay, yeah. You want to try it after this? After this, want me to do one more news story, or well, you can do as many news stories as you want. It certainly, it certainly wouldn't run as long as my long-winded ass news from last week. No, I like your news. I always like your news. Oh, so does everyone else. So thanks. I try. <laughs> By the way, we we are in a temporary studio this week. Oh yes, we temporary, are. Temporary studio, a a, Do- a Dodge Grand Caravan. That I will be driving for at least the next couple of weeks. Uh, the the chick magnet is located right underneath the hood, <laughs> and uh, I'll just I figure I'll just be raking them in. It is a beautiful thing. It's very, it's comfort level ten. I would like to say it's it's a big man certified vehicle. It is. It's I, it's like I told you. It, it handles like a giant boat, and it's doesn't have much pickup to speak of. But you know, on my uh, my my normal vehicle, my my right knee tends to bug me because as far back as I put the seat, my knee still gets pressed against the center console there. I hear you. Yeah. But uh, not not in this one. Uh oh. Are you gonna upgrade? No, because this 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 uh, upgrade sure, uh, to a van. Yeah, I'm sure this has a V6 engine and just guzzles gas. So I mean, yes, and I, that's why I'm surprised that it, it doesn't have a lot of uh, pickup, get up and go. Yeah, well, usually they do. Yeah, maybe it's just because it's been a little. Uh, the weather conditions have not been maybe maybe on dry roads. I can It's got a little more giddy up. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to find out. <laughs> let's go. Let's take yeah, the Dodge Caravan <laughs> drag racing. Yes. <laughs> so. Do you listen to music when you go to sleep? Not often. Occasionally. You? Um, I used to when I was a kid. I used to blast albums and have it on repeat like the CD yeah. in my room and I would go to sleep. What I realized was is I was not getting good sleep because the music was so loud. Yeah. But I guess I just wanted to be punk rock to the max. So, don't be jealous, dude. It's, it's bedtime. Let me put on the Templars. <laughs> We put on no effects, uh, ribbed all the way up. The wor- I'd rather be Betty Dee <laughs> Dude, the worst. All right, getting off on a tangent. The worst album to put on was So Long and Thanks for All the Shoes because it had that secret song at the end with that really long song. Yeah. Oh my God. That my was friend, a uh, I remember my friend stayed over once and we put on um, Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd before we went to bed. Okay. And that fucking uh, cash register sound at the beginning of Money woke us both up. Oh my gosh. Well, this guy, he found his missing earbuds in his esophagus. Whoa! Brad goes to sleep, and when he wakes up, he was unable to swallow water. Oof. A man is warning people against using headphones while falling asleep after healthcare workers had to remove a wireless earbud from his esophagus. Now, that seems like a bad idea, but, like, wireless headphones... That's, that seems like a no-brainer to not do that. Uh, Brad, who detailed his bizarre experience in a Facebook post, went to bed Monday listening to music. He woke up Tuesday, shoveled snow for about an hour, and went inside to take a sip of water. But the liquid wouldn't go down. He had to lean over to drain it from his throat. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Brad also noticed he was missing one of his two wireless earbuds, which he said typically uses, which he typically uses when he falls asleep. His son suggested that perhaps his father had swallowed the earbud, which is exactly what an X-ray at the local emergency room revealed. The small plastic device was lodged in his lower esophagus. Ugh. Doctors removed the earbud during a during a, a surgery endoscopy. 
So they had to put the yeah the thing yeah. Brad said he never experienced more than uh, minor discomfort. Still, he cautioned others not to sleep with your headphones. You never know where they'll end up. <laughs> up your butt, dude. <laughs> dude. All right, let's play a game. What was Brad listening to? Um, Interesting. I'm going to say uh, Sufjan Stevens. I'll say he was listening to... Um... Tiny Vipers? <laughs> <laughs> no, Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, the tickets pop, to the, my the, down- the pop punk album. <laughs> tickets to my downfall. Should we talk about that real quick? Did, did people know about this Machine Gun Kelly pop punk album? I think we I, talked. Did we talk about it? No, that was an actually an off the podcast conversation, wasn't it? Really? I thought we. Uh, oh, okay. I still haven't listened to it. You really? No, not yet. I say give it a chance. Give me, give me the banger real quick. Give me like a minute of the banger. Do <sighs> we put it on? Yeah. All right, hold on. All right, folks. So. This is probably what he was listening to. We're going to play what he was listening to on his earbuds. Ha- little, have you out there heard? Little MDK, Machine Gun Kelly. Okay. W- let me, WANBC. Let me see. Just give me just a tip, just for a second. All right, I guess I'll do this one. Folks, Machine Gun Kelly, Bloody Valentine on We're Not Nordic. Here's the hook. Yeah, I'm waiting for it. It is. Honest to God sounds like What's up? Reggie in the full effect. Really? Yeah. Not the not the earlier ones, but like the like when he started getting getting into more like electronic music, I'm telling you. And when he smoked he smoked too many cigarettes, so his voice was kinda gone. That's I'm telling you that there's there's a similar sound there. Interesting. Um uh, besides the fact that I hate programmed drums and that takes a little bit away from that like that wasn't bad. I don't think that's pro- isn't that um isn't that Chaboy from Blink? Was it? I believe it is. I think he he had a lot of he had a lot to do with the the drumming aspect of the um, album. Well, let's investigate. You vamp while I while I look that up. I don't think he was listening to this when he was sleeping, but I heard he did go into a restaurant and said, "Welcome to feed me." <laughs> Population, Population my my ear bud. <laughs> my ear bud. Tickets to my downfall is the name of the record. Correct. All right. Let's see here. Personnel. Yeah, there you go. Travis Barker drums all tracks. Yeah, you can tell, and it's. I'm telling you, folks, it's enjoyable, and it's all because of Chuck. Slightly mentioned it in passing when we were hanging out. He's like, you know, someone said this album's good, so I went to go listen to it, and I was pretty impressed with it. There you go, Colson Colson Baker. That's that's his real name. Really? Okay. <laughs> Apparently, played uh, played fucking uh. uh Megan Fox is on this album. Megan Fox, isn't that his uh his boo? I think so. He co-wrote. She co-wrote one of the songs, according to this. 
Nice. What's do you know what song it is? Banyan Tree Interlude. Okay, I don't know what that is. Yeah, Colson Baker, MGK, played Tommy Lee in the uh, the Motley Crue biopic. Oh, you're talking about Machine Gun Kelly's real name. Yes. I thought you were talking about Travis Barker's real name. I don't know why I thought that. I think Travis Barker's real name, believe it or not, is Travis Barker. What? Travis Landon Barker. Well, he is... Oh, wow. All right. I was going to make a joke, but... Go ahead. I don't know if I don't know if it'd be taken the wrong way. He's dating Courtney Kardashian now, man. I, sure. I can't. Uh, I can't keep up. <laughs> I'm out of step with the world. Oh my gosh! Last week we talked. Remember we talked about all those movies and. Do you know they're thinking about redoing the Wizard of Oz? Wizard of Oz remake. I think I did. I think with, I did read that somewhere. With the Watchmen yeah, that, director. That doesn't. Uh, Zack Snyder. Uh. Um. Oh, maybe watching the television show. Oh, I'm trying to see. Let me see real quick. Victor Fleming, Judy Garland. No. Let's see. What's what's his name? The guy who directed the Watchmen movie is Zack Snyder. No. Castle. Yeah. Cassell. Probably, probably an episode of the television program. Okay, HBO's Watchmen. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He says that uh, while the 1939 musical is part of my DNA, I'm exhilarated and humbled by the responsibility of reimagining such a legendary tale. It'll probably be like fucking that stupid Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland movie where it's like unnecessary. Fucking Johnny Depp will play the wizard or the Tin Man or maybe both. I don't know. Yeah, like we said, let it go. Johnny Depp will just play every role. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's just upsetting. Like classics like that should not be touched. Willy Wonka shouldn't have been touched. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't think the, uh, the 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 Wizard of Oz is a story that necessarily needs retelling in 2021. But you know, then again, what the fuck do I know? I mean, there's been there's been remakes that have been as good or better, so it's not unheard of. But it's you know, it's it's rare. What's the best remake of all time, in your opinion? Or should we save this as a topic for another time? Um, yeah, let me let me let me think about it. What about? Do you have anything off the top of your head? I know mean, I have a few I liked. Um, the, the aforementioned Zack Snyder did. Well, maybe we'll do. Maybe we'll do it as a topic. Maybe yeah. we'll, maybe we'll we'll table it. Table it. There you go. Table it. We're gonna table, table it. it. <laughs> um, so is that it? What else you got? Anything? <sighs> do you like s'mores? Is that it, Robin? Do you- <laughs> what? A- Anything a, else, Robin? Anything else? Uh, yeah, s'mores are dope. A4. Well, actually, matter of fact, the last time I made s'mores was at your house. There's a weird correlation between s'mores and COVID. Okay. Talk to me. Why? Because of, of the sticks? Her, Hershey found that in areas where virus cases have surged, so have runs on s'mores ingredients. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know how they figured this out, but uh, public health officials... You can't you can't fucking get the vaccine out to everybody, but you figured out the s'mores connection. Huh? <laughs> Public health officials and infectious disease experts are uh, are all front and center and looking out for uh, emerging patterns in COVID nineteen. Now add Hershey into the mix. The chocolate manufacturing giant has spotted its own trend during the pandemic involving a favorite campfire treat. That find in areas of the U.S. where there has been a surge in coronavirus cases, there has been a simultaneous up uptick in demand for s'mores ingredients. Hershey says chocolate sales specifically have been up 40% to 50% in places that saw more COVID cases as opposed to those where the virus is more controlled. So what are they saying? COVID people get a craving for s'mores? I think what they're trying to say is that because they all got together outside oh. and had s'mores 
Well, I thought outside so, gatherings were more uh, more on the safe side. Uh, CNBC speculates the s'mores um, binging in virus-heavy areas could be attributed to more people hanging out these days in their backyards around the Gala bonfire. I don't know. Seems a little uh, seems a little weak, flimsy. Yeah, a little little tenuous, if you will. But hey, Hershey got their name out there, so good job, Hershey. I mean, yeah. Maybe I'll just stop my news there. What What do y'all think? I forgot to bring it up last week. Did you watch the Super Bowl? I did. Yeah. What'd you think? Did you like the halftime show? Did you like the the weekend? Well, I did win five dollars off the. Uh, why don't we? You want to? We want to do a Super Bowl quick Super Bowl breakdown. <laughs> two weeks later. I mean, you know. It's, it's... All right. Well, that's the end of my news. Do you bet on the Super Bowl? No. No. Never. No. I think you know what's funny. I probably came as close this year as I ever have. Okay. And I, I would have bet on Kansas City, so I'm glad I didn't. There you go. Fair enough. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, from somebody, uh, uh, you know, I played football. I played football for a good portion of my of my childhood. So I mean, it's a Tecmo. Foot- well, that too, yeah. <laughs> Dude, fucking uh, the the 49ers were unbeatable in that game. So were throw, the, the Bears too. The throw, Bears were throw to Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice, Rice yeah. You couldn't couldn't stop them. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's just, without getting too much in the weeds, which is another one of my sayings, um, football, one of the cliches about football is you win the game up front, and it's really true. Um, The the Bucs' offensive and defensive lines just bullied the Chiefs' offensive and defensive lines the entire game, and it showed, and it showed on the scoreboard, you know? I mean, the, the Chiefs have one of the most exciting, dynamic quarterbacks maybe in the history of the game. And he just wasn't able to do anything because he had guys up his ass the entire time. Yeah, that was because his, his offensive line wasn't able to hold anybody off. Uh, about the halftime show. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I really wanted to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I was not impressed. What'd I you thought feel? it was good. What would you say your all-time favorite halftime show was? Did we discuss this before? Uh, I mean, it's it's got to be Prince, right? I don't know. I thought Katy Perry's was one of the best. Yeah, you like the left shark? That's what I'm saying. Like, see, we're still talking about that. So I, th- I think that it was very entertaining. I thought I, I like I thought Prince was good. I thought Bruce did a good job when he did it. Yeah, I still remember Bruce Springsteen coming out. Step away from the guacamole dip. <laughs> Put down them chicken wings. Yeah, I think Bruce was a little sauced, which I actually come might have kind of added to the performance. True. Which, by the way, we didn't do that story. Bruce Bruce got arrested for DWI. I know last the, week. No, well, it, it it happened in November. He must have a really good publicist. Ooh, damn. But uh, now supposedly there's more details coming out. He only blew a point oh two, but uh, which you know for those who don't know is like a quarter of the legal limit. Right. But they said the the cops are saying he looked glassy eyed or something. It kind of sounds like they're railroading the boss. Yeah. That's from, from what I can tell. Yeah. But you know I don't Not I don't cool. I don't want to make any assumptions. I'm only going by the snippets of news articles I've read. You know what you do when you assume things, Jay? You make an ass out of you, at you and, and yourself. It is <laughs> it is <laughs> funny that you say that. It's funny that because you know when we did the uh, the top songs of the year or whatever, and we listened to Blinding Lights by the Weekend. I, I liked that song quite a bit, and you seemed a little reserved about it. That was okay. So, it wasn't something that I. Uh, but I did win on the bet for the song that he played. We had to figure what song he played first. You know what I mean? And you had Starboy? No, I had... Uh, I feel coming. 
He didn't play that first. He didn't play it first, but he played it first before the other song that the other person picked. Oh. So okay. I got that bet. I got the color of the Gatorade. I got the coin toss. Yo, blue. I know. Yeah. I got I was, that. I was a little shocked. We took a little action. I remember the year Tom Petty did it. We took a little action on what he was what he was going to open with. And what was it? I believe it was Running Down a Dream. Was it? Yeah. Probably wasn't like American Girl or something I think like he, that. I think he might have. No. Oh, no. He ended with Free Falling for sure. Okay. But he, he might... Yeah, I think I think we even like gave gave certain songs odds like Mary Jane's Last Dance was paying off oh five my to one gosh, or something. There's no way he would play that. <laughs> yeah, well that's why we gave it. Well, that's why we gave it long odds. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. All right. So, so that's my news. That's the Super Bowl breakdown rundown. Uh, um. Can, congratulations to Tom Brady. I guess I don't know. Fair enough. Did you see? There, people were making some terrible jokes. Uh, the, this guy that plays. Uh, Defensive end for um, the Buccaneers, Jason Pierre-Paul. Okay. Um, he he didn't get Fourth uh, of July a few years ago. He didn't let go of a firecracker quick enough. Oh, that's right. And didn't he lose a finger or something? A couple of them. Oof. And uh, now they're, now there's some. Of course, somebody's like Tom Brady has more has more uh, rings than he has fingers. Ouch. I I have. It's funny. I have like weird like. Indirect personal experience with Jason Pierre-Paul. I was for work. I was at the Super Bowl in Indianapolis about nine years ago. Um, it was when the uh, the Giants played the um, played the Patriots, and uh, we were, we were in the hotel room next to Jason Pierre-Paul, and he had his uh, he had his whole crew up for the game, and they were very loud. Did they come into your room at all? No, thankfully. Oh, okay. I thought they'd come in and be like, "Welcome to feed me." Welcome to what? Welcome to feed me, bro. Welcome to feed me. <laughs> Population you. Yeah, that was uh anyway, yeah, so we we snuck into the uh we snuck into the Giants victory party after after they won and uh like like a true big dude, the thing I remember most from that night is that the food spread was very good. Hey, yeah, that's that was, awesome. That was where I ran into one Artie Lang just hanging out by the buffet. Oh, okay. You got the picture with him? Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Anyway, uh we'll be right back with another thing that we'll do. Correct. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to my final episode of the podcast, <laughs> as I will be leaving today. No, please don't leave. You know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen? It's Banger War time! It's time to compare two actors and their filmographies uh, by the completely scientific criteria of whether or not we liked their movies. Uh, Banger War is a recurring segment. Uh, we crown a Banger War champion, the current defen- reigning and defending Banger War champion with how many? 35 banger movies is Mr. Samuel L. Jackson. So without further ado, here is Banger War! Who's got better movies? 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 Banger War! So we can decide who's best. Banger War! So let's put them to the test. Thank you, Greg. Greg, shout out, shout out to you, my Damie. Shout out to you. My Damie. Uh, <laughs> stepping into the ring this week, uh, we eventually uh, we've talked about possibly uh, a, a, inserting a time limit on a certain champion just so we can get more, more matchups in. But uh, the current champion is Sam Jackson, and stepping into the ring with him after an idea that I had last week is the, the, the one and only Denzel. Den. 
Denzel Washington, a legend. Uh, one of the, I mean, like I said on last week's show, he's a guy that I can't think of one movie where I was like, oh, Denzel wasn't any good in that. He's he's just awesome. So here we go. Ooh, all right, I got my fingers up. Let's do it. Denzel started out in 1981. His first film was called Carbon Copy. Uh, and then he did A Soldier's Story, Power. This happens with everybody. It's like, there's always five or six movies before you're like, oh yeah, I've heard of that one. Uh, Soldier Story, Power, Cry Freedom, For Queen and Country, The Mighty Quinn, Glory. Like, that's a good movie, right? We gotta give him that okay, one. Okay, banger. You ever see that one? Uh, I believe I I think did. we watched it in school. Uh, Heart Condition? What the hell's Heart Condition? An American buddy comedy starring Bob Hoskins and Denzel Washington. Uh, Denzel stars as Napoleon Stone, a lawyer, and Bob Hoskins stars as Jack Mooney, a police officer. I want to see this. So the, do two, I. the two rivals competing in the same workforce area in their community to help bring down drug rate. They're going, oh, dude, I really, yeah. This this needs to go in the bag. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, 11% Rotten Tomatoes approval rating, so stay tuned on that one, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Mo Better Blues is a good movie. Um, I've never seen Mississippi Masala. Um, I haven't seen Ricochet in a long time, so I, I can't say either way, but I feel like I enjoy that in a silly kind of way. Uh, certainly Malcolm X is a, you know... Agreed. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen Much Ado About Nothing. Uh, how about The Pelican Brief? Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Philadelphia, certainly. Crimson Tide's a banger. Uh, I think Virtuosity is dope. You ever see Virtuosity? I don't believe I have. Uh, yeah, he's like, he, he's in search of a VR program played by Russell Crowe that killed his family. Okay. Yeah, it's a fun one. Um... Devil in a Blue Dress. I don't remember it enough to say either way. Um, what about you? you, you <laughs> I've never seen it, no. Courage Under Fire? Who was in that? Is that with... Um, Matthew Damon, Meg Ryan. Oh, no. Um, oh, is this where she was responsible for something that was... Go- yes. Okay, yeah. No, I have not seen Oh, actually... I- Bronson Pinchot's in it. Don't recall. Yeah, me either. I think well, there's a lot of don't recalls here. The Preacher's Wife isn't for me. Um, Fallen is a dope movie. We talked about that last week. Okay. Um, he Got Game, the Spike Lee movie. I like that a great deal. Um, what about The Siege? Did you see The Siege with him and Bruce Willis? Uh, what, that, what was that? Uh, what was the plot of that? It was a military thing. Uh, FBI agent and his Lebanese-American partner intervene at the hijacking of a bus fully loaded with passengers, which contains an explosive device. Uh, no, never saw it. Uh, yeah, I didn't like it much. I can't, I can't, I can't banger that one. Okay. I, I, I can't banger the Bone Collector either, uh, or the Hurricane, which a lot of people—it's weird. A lot of people love that movie, but I. Eh. I mean, the story is pretty, is good, is great. You mean the story of the hurricane? The man, the authorities came. No, Bob Dylan. No. You never heard this. You never heard this song about the hurricane. I have not. It's literally about that guy. Okay. Um. That's awesome. All right. So, do you want to make the hurricane TJ, a banger? Did you hear that? Yeah. Do you want to? I've uh, never see, seen I it. say no banger. Okay, but I'm saying the story of it is. is yeah, it's just I don't know. The story it's and some, the history. Something about the movie didn't. Uh, Maybe I need to watch it again. Whatever. Okay. This isn't going as well as I thought it would. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I like Remember the Titans. I would call that a banger. Okay. Uh, training Day almost counts as two bangers. I thought, <laughs> God damn, Training God damn, training Day is awesome. That is hilarious. 
That's that's one of those. I always say there's a few movies like, you know, if I have a lady friend or whoever over and they suggest that movie, like that's a movie I'm always up to watch. Um, John Q is horrible. Uh, I never saw Antoine Fisher. Out of time with Ava Mendez. Um, I think I saw that, but I don't remember it. Man on Fire is the one where he protects a little girl. That movie's dope. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a for sure banger. Um, the remake of The Manchurian Candidate. No, because I don't remember enough about it. You haven't seen a lot of Denzel movies, huh? I have not. Uh, Inside Man, that's another Spike Lee joint. That's a dope movie. Uh, Deja Vu, that's with Jim Caviezel, right? Yeah, where he, like... He remembers a train crashing or something. No, I, I gotta say, I got to say nay no on that one. Okay. Uh, American Gangster. Yeah, I, w- I would give that a banger just on the strength of his performance. Uh, the Great Debaters about the first all black debate team. Uh, I never saw it. Doesn't it have uh, Journey Smolt in it as well? Uh, yeah, wow. Yeah. That's and, Full House. Come on. She's from Full House. Oh. And she's she's Juicy Smollett's brother? Or sister, rather? Juicy? I don't know who that is. You don't know about Jussie Smollett? Oh, Jussie. I thought you said Juicy. Yeah, I did I say Juicy, because I, I think it sounds funnier that way. Oh, I, st- okay. I stole that off Dave Chappelle. He, uh... Oh, yeah, I don't... I don't. I don't know if they're related. Are they? Yeah, they're brother and sister. Oh, okay. Not I just that. looked. Yeah, he said, Denzel said, "You don't know about you don't know about that legendary French actor, Juicy Smollett." Uh. Um. All right. So where was I? Uh, great debaters. Uh, taking a Pelham one two three. Uh, uh, man, I just don't remember it enough to 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 give it the go ahead. It seems like I would have loved this movie. I know I've seen it. Denzel, John Travolta, fucking James Gandolfini. Seems like a no-brainer for me, but I just... I feel like if I have no strong memories of it, we can't give it the banger treatment. You're right. Uh, the Book of Eli. What a stupid fucking movie that was. I'll give it a banger. I really? I I'll, I'll say yes. I thought it was I thought it was okay. Interesting. I just... I thought the plot twist was so obvious that it annoyed me when it finally... Uh. Uh, but okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'll give it to him. Um... Unstoppable. But see, but that's what I'm saying. Like that was somewhat of an original idea, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it had elements of other things in it, but yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah. Well, everything sure. can have elements of it. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was uh, the Hughes brothers. I think the guys who directed uh, *Menace to Society* and uh, *Dead Presidents* and all that shit. Um, okay, *Unstoppable*. No, *Safe House* with him and Ryan Reynolds. Now. I found that movie entertaining, but do I like it enough to say banger? Um, yes. Okay. Yes, I'm saying banger. Flight, I liked Flight a lot, and <laughs> now you're going to kill me, man, but no. uh, Two Guns with fucking Mark Wahlberg, I, that's a stupid fucking movie, but I loved it. Was it a comedy? It's an action comedy. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought that movie was, it's a buddy cop movie. I thought it was super fun. And that'll make up for the fact that I've never seen The Equalizer, which is supposedly really good. Um, or The Equalizer 2. Then he did the remake of The Magnificent Seven, which I saw and liked but didn't love, so I'll say no. Um, Good cast, though. You know the cast of that one? Uh, Denzel, Chris Pratt, Ethan Hawke, Vincent D'Onofrio. 
man, how have I never seen Fences? I think he got an Academy Award nomination for this. I gotta watch this. Okay. Throw it in the bag, maybe. No, it's a good movie. Uh, <laughs> um, I haven't. Uh, Roman J. Israel Esquire I haven't seen although a lot of people said it wasn't good and then going back to last week The Little Things um, what do you what do you think by my review of it I, I, I didn't feel like that was a banger did I yeah I don't, th- I don't think you no banger no banger no banger no banger no banger no banger no, no. alright what's the total on Denzel 17 17 wow not even not uh, even sniffing Chaboy Sam or Chaboy Bill or Chaboy Tom Damn, Denzel. <laughs> I blame myself. I blame myself a little bit because I haven't seen a couple of his f- more more acclaimed f- joints. That's okay. But uh, th- you know that's why this is very scientific and exact. Exactly. You cannot question no, the system. No, Samuel L. Jackson's better than Denzel Washington. I, I you can email us uh, to say otherwise, but I don't care. You're, What's you're that email address? Not NordicPod at gmail dot edu. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, uh, and write in and tell us your favorite TJ time memory, and you'll win Please. TJ stickers. Although, we're still waiting on Watts to win those for you. Come on, Watts. Um, Get to it. So Just took you out on Valentine's Day, you know, this past Sunday. This past Sunday is uh, another day from now. Come on, Bubs, um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, if you have any ideas about who Sam should face uh, going forward, uh, feel free to hit us up with that. Beth uh, has been on point. You know, suggesting. Yeah, yeah. Who? So, come on, Beth. Uh, come on, Greg. Come on, Get come involved. On, come on, dude in Vietnam. Come on. We'll even we'll take a suggestion from JoJo. JoJo. If, you, if, you, <laughs> if you're listening to this, even if you recommend someone who played Barney I or car- something. iCarly. There you go. What's her name? Uh, Cosgrove. She sounds like a. Uh, she was in School of Rock. That was a good movie. There you go. Sounds like a. Supermarket name, Cosgrove. Going to go to Cosgrove and pick up yeah. a few things. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's uh, that's that, and we'll be back with punching bags. The world said it sucked, but we don't agree. Cause we're not down with my mentality. So here we are to give an honest review to you. It may not be at the top of our list, and watching more listing might make us pissed. But that's the job. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I don't feel like I'm mustering up enough enthusiasm this time. Let's try that again. Okay, hold on. We we need a jet sound. (laughs) Come on, we gotta get these jet sounds, folks. That one was weak. All right, I'm sorry. Yeah, that sucked. <laughs> Come on, let's get it. Come on. Hype, man, let's go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the final segment of the Gaming, which is Punching Bags, the segment wherein we take various pieces of pop culture that have been maligned by either the general public or critics or both and re-examine them and decide whether or not they deserve to have been maligned. In other words, whether they suck or don't. Very good. We've been pulling, uh, we've been pulling items from the punching bag bags, one containing uh, music albums, one containing motion pictures. We have nice. one each for you this week. Jay, where do you want to start? You want to start music or movies? Let's, uh, we didn't... Wait, did we do movies last week? Well, I, ta- I, I talked about an unrelated movie. So okay, let's do music then. Okay, so let's talk about David Matthews. Yes. 
What, what the hell is the name of the, the album? The Gru Grux King. Okay, first off, why did you choose this one instead of uh, Under the Table and Dreaming or the other one with the hits on it? This is more recent, correct? Yeah, this is from 2009, I believe. Yeah, so why not? Okay, so... <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, fair enough. It, it wasn't during his hype his hype time, you know? David John Matthews. Um, all right, so uh, Dave Matthews' band kind of popped off in the early 90s. They they started together in a town called Charlottesville, Virginia, which later became famous uh, for, you know, the whole white power white power uh, march that happened early in Trump's presidency. Is that what it's known for? I didn't know that. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you're that's following the news. Or that, lady, or that lady got run over by the car. By the, oh, whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, they're kind of... They became popular like sort of with they were a popular college act that kind of crossed over the mainstream with a few hits including Ants Marching and Crash Into Me and I don't know we're, we're, there were other ones weren't is, there Ants Marching is that Eat Too Much song I eat too much no, that's, that's too much oh too much beanie Yes. Yeah, ants marching. You know ants marching, right? How's that go? He wakes up in the oh. morning. That song is does it? <laughs> that was my first. That was my first time trying to do Dave. Oh no, 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 no! Your impression was excellent. That song is not good. <laughs> All right, thank you. Yeah. Um, no, because I wasn't there. Wasn't it as like a, it was an awakening when you saw him perform. Supposedly, like all the college kids. Always. Oh yeah, I mean the the fan base is very very Grateful Deadish, so it's kind of interesting that we're uh, we're doing this, um, you know, so soon. right on top of one. Or, oh, I forgot about what would you, you say? Man, if you're a monkey on a chain, dude sucks. Anyway, um, use a doggy on a plane. Yeah, so it, it, it much like you explained about the dead a couple weeks ago, whenever that was. It's a, a lot of Dave's fan base, I think, are more into the whole experience of like just being together and getting fucked up than they are like the actual uh, the actual um, experience of listening to Dave Matthews. Now, I think the cool thing about this band, though, I think the bass player was only sixteen, correct, when he joined the band. I'd have to look that up. That's not something I know off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, I think he joined when he was super young. Uh, seventy. So he was born in seventy four. Okay, so. maybe not sixteen, but um, he was quite young when he joined the band. He was the youngest member of the band, I remember. And the dr- Six, sixteen, yeah, that's what it says. And the the drummer is phenomenal, self taught. He's a very talented drummer. Self taught, no, but you know, I mean, he it's, plays open handed. Okay, yeah, no, you're right. It's just like at some point in time, like it's it's kind of the John Mayer syndrome, wherein like I can acknowledge that John Mayer can, is a pretty pretty proficient guitar player, but like that doesn't mean I find his music interesting, you know? Right, like Johnny Lang, he was like a young guitar virtuoso that was like popular in the nineties. Yeah, or Kenny Wayne Shepherd, very sim very similar. Okay, I don't remember him though. No, you don't remember uh, Blue on Black? Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I so, just I just got country music shamed. So, so it's not country. It's more blues, man. <laughs> I was Come on, motherfucker. Um, so, uh, I guess the sort of the uh, defining features traditionally of Dave's music. We'll just call him Dave, like okay. we're fans from this point. David. Uh, right. David. Uh, I forget what his middle name was already. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it's sort of sort of got a bluegrass type feel because they have a fiddler. 
and um, typically he plays an acoustic guitar, which is you know that and bass are the only stringed instruments. So it's it's kind of um, there's never much um, I'm trying to think of heaviness or edge to it. And that was one thing that I noticed right off the bat from track one here is it did feel the music did feel a little thicker. And I looked it up, and the reason that was is because of this new guitar player named Tim Reynolds, who's contributed, uh, collaborated with Dave quite a bit in the past, did play electric guitar throughout this album. So unlike a lot of their other records, there is electric guitar sprinkled throughout this. Um, and the other thing, the, the other thing that certainly I think immediately comes to mind when thinking of Dave uh, is his let's just say unique singing voice uh-huh. which um i actually thought for a lot of this record he he kind of keeps in check um i agree but um it's funny i remember i, I was with uh, freddie vacant and uh, we were flipping around the channels and dave was doing a live concert and we stuck on it for a minute and fred was just like he's like he's just always at a 10 like it's like it's you know what I mean? It's right. just ah, like there's no right. there's no nuance to it. Um so I I thought I thought this record was a little better at that. I I don't know. Those are some opening thoughts. What did you think? Uh I agree with you. I thought listening to this album I was pretty impressed. I think the the issue was is that we just came off uh Grateful Dead and Suffering. So and, so much suffering. Right, and and coming to this, it was kind of like a breath of fresh air where it was no song, I didn't feel any song dragged. I felt every song, you know, quote-unquote, had a purpose, I guess, on this album. Like, um, what's that one song? Uh, the Was it The Way I Am or... Um, I can't By think. Eminem? No. I am what Dave Matthews, man. <laughs> Uh, why I am? It, they do this. Uh, they do this um, odd timing thing. It's why I am. It's why I am. I don't know. I, I I like things like that where they save certain parts of music for different parts of the song to look forward to, kind of. Right. So they did a lot of. Uh, they did a lot of really, um, really catchy parts in these songs. And I really, I like this way better than the Eve 6 album, start to finish. Get out of my car. <laughs> Do you agree or you disagree? No, I don't, I don't, you know, I still, I still didn't really like this. I found it, I found it a little more tolerable than the rest of his stuff, but it's just not, Yeah. I don't know, this bumpkin shit is just not like, you know, you know where I really, where I really turned on it was, um, the track, um, Alligator pie. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> Do you want to play a little bit? Sure. All right, here we go. Alligator pie. A lot of the singing style in this album was like, there's one song where it sounded like straight up Maroon 5. That yeah. really left a cringe taste in my mouth. I was like, woo. Well, did you see who produced this? No. Rob Cavallo. Who did Dookie? Oh, really? Yeah, so. Uh, he's. Yeah, it's like. I gotcha. Alright. We talked We talked about cultural appropriation. Okay. And the, uh. I understand. Yeah, but that was that was the first song on it where I was actively like, yeah, this song's fucking dumb. This one? So listen to this, this thing. I know it's. 
don't know, it just really uh, caught my ear. Yeah, like everything sounds good. Like yeah. I like, I like the drum sound. I, you know, it's a well. Like Rob Cavallo knows what he's doing, man. That guy, yeah. that guy's worked on some really big albums. Um, yeah, I mean the live tracks are whatever. Yeah, see, I, I skipped that. I what you son, bro? It's the listen, whole, yeah, listen to the whole album. I didn't. Uh, you didn't specify the expanded edition. <laughs> oh, is that what this one is? Yeah, if you look at the top. Yeah, no, I went to I went. <laughs> oh, okay. I went I'm sorry. to I went to Wikipedia to find out when the when the official track listing ended, so I didn't cheap out. All right, fair enough. As a matter of fact, there was actually I believe the last song before the live tracks was a hidden track, and I even stuck around for that because nice. it's just a quick instrumental. Yeah, that was really weird because then when the when the secret track starts, it's just like fifteen seconds of an instrumental, and it stops and goes into the other yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I was confused as to how that would have played out on the album, but you know, nobody buys music anymore anyway, so. Well, they, they did release a uh, deluxe version of this. I don't know if you heard about this, but the only place you can you buy seen, it... Have you seen it? Have you heard about this? ...is uh, at Walmart. Of course. <laughs> I looked it up. It's $110. They only have two left. Do you want to hear what you get in this uh, Gru Grux Big Whiskey and the Gru Grux King? Oh, here we go. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna follow up with something, but you go ahead. Okay. Features. Here we go. You get a CD. You get a bonus CD. For never before released tracks, Sick. you get a big whiskey document. Uh, big whiskey. You get a DVD. There you go. You get a 16-page CD CD booklet, 24-page saddle stitch booklet. Um, you get 40-page perfect bound photo book, 14 prints of drawings by Dave Matthews, one for each song. Everything packed together in a special collector's box. Ta- tragedy was a way of putting everything in. Oh, I guess it's the whole thing. So you get all that stuff for a hundred and ten dollars. What do you, What do y'all think? You gonna You gonna buy this? It's up there. Um. So I was curious about the title, and there's actually a uh, an explanation of it here in the Wikipedia. So. Nice. Break it down. In an April 2009 interview with MTV, Dave Matthews and Carter Buford, who is the drummer, described the origins of the two prong name of the album. Buford described the word Grugrux as not only a nickname for Leroy Moore, who I believe is the fiddler in the group, uh, but also a nickname for himself, Tim Reynolds, and former collaborator Tim Wicks. Buford said the made-up word was used to describe the vibe and energy of their wild-sounding rhythms they made when they started playing music together. (laughs) Buford also mentioned that Matthews bassist Stefan Lazard and violinist Boyd Tinsley were... uh, Boyd Tinsley... Uh, so Leroy Moore, I believe, is the saxophonist who passed away. We're now graduates of the Grugrux Academy. <laughs> Matthews said the origins of Big Whiskey came from a chance encounter with a local New Orleans drunk during a photo shoot for the new album. That sounds made up. When the band was shooting promotional photos outside of Preservation Hall in the French Quarter of New Orleans, they encountered a local man playing harmonica who was asking tourists for money so he could buy a big whiskey. Lassard gave Matthews a $20 bill to hand the man who walked off in celebration. Trumpet player Rashawn Ross then suggested the phrase for the title of the album, which Matthews liked because people would not have to call the album by the more difficult to say, Grugrux. Okay, that's all. Okay, now thanks. We, now we know. Thanks. $110. For the, 
your birthday's not until the summer, man. You're going to have to wait. I'm just trying to drop hints. <laughs> Seriously. There, there you go. Uh, so... Would well, you hear what happened after he got the... Uh, the there, was an, there was more to that story. He went and got the whiskey. And he walked into the store and was like, Welcome to feed me. <laughs> Population... All right, so what do you give you? Blue, what do you give Blue Balls and the Tequila King? Um, I don't think I listened to it again, to be honest with you. So, I'll give this a, I'll give it a four. Feels like a four to me too. Okay, fair. I think those are both fair reviews. Four, four diamond encrusted battle axes. Four actions. Viking broadswords. Nice. Now let's move on to 2006 and the gymnastics motion picture. Stick, Stick it. it. No, this is. You're gonna eventually. We're gonna get a wealth of Chuck picks. I feel like the J picks <laughs> are coming fast and furious. Yes. Here, so, uh, so why why did we uh, why did we do stick it? I was looking up 2006 trailers and it came up and I was like, all right, let's throw it in. All right, stick it uh, centers around a girl named Haley who is a um, prodi- female Ashton prodi- Kutcher, prodigiously gifted gifted gymnast who in- inexplicably walked out in the middle of the world championship. And uh, took up a career as a, went and bought uh, a few punk T-shirts from Hot Topic and mm-hmm. uh, decided to uh, to be, be a, a be BMX, a BMX hooligan. Yeah. And in one of the one of the annoying fucking like will only happen in movies things instead of going to juvie she gets off. Even though by the way, juvie. How old was this girl when she made this movie? Nineteen ninety two. 2002. Yeah, she was 24 years old. Stop it. Um, okay. But, um, yeah, she gets the choice to either go to military school or to go to a gymnastics academy. She, of course, says military school, and they send her to a gymnastics academy mm-hmm. where she's um, uh, taught by a hard but fair teacher played by Jeff Bridges, who I guess had some bills to pay that month. Well, There's a funny thing about, about her going to court. Melissa... Watts, wife of the show, pointed this out. She does the crime. She's arrested. She does not do the time. No. <laughs> she does the crime. She's brought to court. They have the damages all figured out already. Uh-huh. They have the sentencing all in one day. Everything is done in one day because she's wearing the same shirt. Everything happens. The yeah, same the Ram- exact thing. The Ramon shirt? Yeah. That she got from Hot Topic a, yes. week, a week prior? Arraignment, got the damage, sentence all in the same day. That was very interesting. I mean, I don't know how long something like that takes. Thankfully, I've never been in trouble for something that elaborate. But uh, <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. So I don't know, man. <laughs> the sound soundtrack. Yeah, she right uh, up your alley. Got a couple Fallout Boy tunes. Yeah, got some Green Day, Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, let's see uh, what else here. Some there's some hippity hop, Talib Kweli in the beginning, Jurassic Five at one point. Come baby, come K seven. Yep. For some reason, I was just that. That's something that should probably end up in the bag at some point. Yeah, I would. I would love to listen to that. Um. So, what did you think of? So, was this called Stick It? Yes. There's something about this movie that I really liked. It reminded me of, for me, The Mighty Ducks was a movie that I enjoyed. Yeah. Motivated a- me, and I could see this being a movie for someone who's into gymnastics being their Mighty Ducks. I feel that it was not, the way I the way I got from I was worried about feeling uncomfortable about them sexualizing the girls when you're watching it. No, they don't really do that. And that's that I noticed that and I really liked it because the whole time I never noticed them like uh promoting, you know, 
sexualizing them. So I thought that Jeff Daniels was awesome, and I thought he did really good. Jeff Bridges. That's what I said, bro. <laughs> Charlie Daniels, that's what I meant. <laughs> the devil went down to Georgia <laughs> yeah. and had a gymnastics match. But but I thought he did really I thought he did really good in this movie. He's a great actor. It's tough for him to it's tough for him to be bad. But I just I don't think there's one of my big problems with this movie is Go I ahead. feel I feel like the uh um uh it it takes it skips a lot of emotional beats. Like I agree. Like he, um, it, there's a lot of jumping to. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like he's he's this big, like tough, hard ass. And seriously, by minute fifteen, like they've grown to grudgingly respect each other and forge a friendship. Like that that didn't feel earned to me. Like they, they, agreed. That should have taken a little longer. And things like, um, you know, uh, her. Her relationship to her mother is supposed to be a big deal as thing as things kind of come out later. Like there's really nothing done to establish her relationships with her parents. Like that, like the the big reveals of different things are to me hindered by the fact that we're never really made to care about any of these characters. Although the main the main actress uh, turns in a pretty good performance and kind of all like, but besides her, like all these other gymnasts do have some some screen time, and the, I didn't. I couldn't differentiate any of them. They didn't really have characters to me. <laughs> I thought when she kept putting the pretend phone up to her ear and kept... Ugh, that was know, so annoying. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I was laughing at it. But I, I did think the main character, the main girl was a Trot Nixon. Yes, and, she was attractive. Uh, and um, I thought I thought she did she did the best she could with a rather underwritten character. I did, like you said, like I said, Jeff Bridges is another guy that it's tough for me to remember... Um, you know, something that he was bad in. And I'll say this, um, the ending goes in a different direction than I would have thought, and I'll give it, I'll give it uh, props for that. Yeah. yeah. That's the other... Like, I mean, do, do we want to reveal the ending? I thought that was... It's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to really explain, right? It, like, it's just, they they all get very, so they all get... They don't, they don't like the, they don't like the, the coach. Um, well, well the, I felt that was a major thing. Uh, see, I thought they kind of did. I, I thought they didn't like the judges. Well, I think what ha- no, I think the judges didn't like the coach. I thought that he oh, was getting yeah, a bad yeah, rap. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They thought he was what too like uh, unorthodox or something, or? something like that. Yeah, pushing the girls to do things that they normally shouldn't do. Safety because they were pushing more for safety. It was stuff. kind of a plot point from from Cool Runnings, right? Like you know, like the like the the Olympic people didn't like John Candy, and they were taking it out on the Jamaicans. Correct. Um, so yeah, so. Th- like, yeah, whatever. So the, the bra learned, strap. Yeah, some girl loses a half a half a point on her. Uh, what was it? The the bars or the 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 uneven bars or the the spin, one, this, the jumpy one of the events spinny thing because catapult. her bra straps hanging out. And there's a whole there's a whole thing where one of the reasons that the main character Haley had become disenfranchised with gymnastics is because she felt like the rules were stodgy and antiquated. Well, not and like that. Her. Oh, go ahead. Didn't sorry. really. I, I said one of the reasons. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, and didn't really reflect. And she, so they come up with this whole idea after the one girl gets penalized. She, uh, she does what's called scratching, where she purposely like beefs on her on her run um, to prove a point. And they decide, well, we're we're going to be the ones who judge this time. So basically, for every event, all of them but one. Uh, scratch and don't actually compete, so they they get to decide the winners this time. Right. Which 
I don't know. It wasn't the message I was expect. Like you know, you would expect because there's a whole thing that's not really ever fully explained where a former teammate of hers has beef with her because she fucked up her 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 chances. Yeah, her chances at the world. See, you know, you figure maybe they they both compete hard at the end and then they make up and she, you know you figure that's where it's going. So I guess there's some. It, it's somewhat refreshing that it doesn't quite go where you're expecting. But I just, I didn't, you know, it comes back to the fact that I didn't really care what happened to any of these people, which sort of stunted the emotional impact of it for me. Yeah, and I know that you're, you're one of those people where they where you don't like where they force a relationship or force a love interest. And I thought this movie did a good job not forcing the main character yeah. to have a love interest. You're always waiting for that time to say... Uh oh, is this the guy she's gonna fall in love? And it never happens. Yeah, and they did a little strange thing with some other girl at the uh, at the studio falling for one of her friends instead, which they could have they could have cut that out and made this movie run ten minutes shorter, in my opinion. Yeah, but um, I mean the big reveal really—I don't know why it caught me off guard, but I what, was the, like, Whoa. what the thing about is she left because her mom was stooping her teacher. Her mom cheated on her dad, right? Yeah, and they, she found out at at Worlds, right? And it just she just collapsed, and yeah, that's you know, that's very believable, you know, for that sort of information to to cripple a seventeen year old or whatever she was supposed to be because she was clearly in her mid twenties. Um, yeah, there's a I think there's a lot of funny lines in this movie that caught me off guard. You know, huh. Jeff Bridges sitting there with her at the restaurant. You don't piss. What did he say? <laughs> he says, uh, "If you piss where I eat, you don't eat." And she's like, "Does that mean?" <laughs> You're eating my piss. That's gross. A lot, a lot of like little, um, really super dry jokes that I really found very funny. Like when the when the, her friends were at at the tournament and the girl comes up, this is for worlds and threw soda all over. They were trying to make her feel better, and they said, "We hate her more than everybody here. We wanted to throw soda on her." I don't know. It just, it just I just... made me like the characters. Maybe like. The, the situation so much better. I guess I wasn't keyed into the rhythms of it enough to really appreciate any of that. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It wasn't, wasn't for me. <laughs> I, I thought uh, all her t-shirts, she had a Motorhead shirt, Ramones, ACDC, Black Flag, Bad Brains, Bad and Brains. Minor Threat. No, they definitely, I'm telling Rated you... Rated your closet. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> no, the, the the wardrobe people definitely, like, went into the hot topic at the nearest mall and were like, we want to... We want our main character to look kind of punk rock. Just give us the first six t-shirts that... You, and she was always wearing a sweatband, too. I don't know what that what that was all about. I didn't notice that. Oh, yeah, she was. I wasn't keyed into it, but I noticed her sweatband. Oh. I was keyed into her being a babe. <laughs> her giving the metal sign? That's what's on the poster. Is it? Yeah, here, look. Oh. Oh, he showed me a picture of his room, folks. <laughs> the poster in his room. See? Oh, there's his room. There's your bed. And look, she's okay. look, she's wearing a sweatband. Oh. And dude, <laughs> okay. and wow, look, a t shirt over a t shirt? What is this supposed to the long sleeve t shirt underneath the short sleeve t shirt? That was the hot shit in like two thousand one, remember? That's a style, man. She, I wonder if she had the thumb hole cut out of the longer t shirt. Or she just stuck her hole through it. You know what I mean? It was it professionally done or did she do it herself? <laughs> nah, you, you had you had to you had to fucking hit it with the scissors. That's that was the that was the move, bro. Um, so you're saying this movie is not for you? No, I will never watch this film again. Um, I would recommend this. I movie. I was glad that it was over. 
Um, all right. Well, well, I I would rate this movie uh, Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Uh, man, I don't think I would watch it again. I enjoyed watching it. I thought that it was and it was very entertaining. So I would have to say, damn, I'll give it a six. I would I would recommend this to people if someone was interested in seeing like a a movie for anyone who's interested in gymnastics. If anyone I. that was interested in seeing a movie, I would no no I would, no. I would, regarding I like I was just kidding. Like regarding like gymnastics or you know. People who like cheerleaders, they would watch that movie. What's that movie called? Bring It On. Bring It On. Directed by the same director as this. Well, there you go. That's what I'm saying. Like, those movies I feel are like for this a certain al- niche. I feel like this was almost niche. meant as, like, an unofficial follow-up to that. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I agree 100%. This movie is not something that I would watch again, but I would recommend. Um, so, real quick, um, I forgot to talk about this, but uh, I watched uh, Camp Nowhere last night. Do you remember Camp Nowhere? Is that where they... Wait a minute. Is that where they have their own camp, or yes. is that when they lock their parents in the basement? When they where they have their own camp, I think you're thinking. I think um, uh, I I know the one you're talking about, the where they lock their parents in the basement. I can't think of the name of it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> for a kids movie, like I laughed a few times at that Christopher because uh, it's fucking Christopher. Oh, Lloyd. Christopher he's, Lloyd, right? He's so good. And um, but one thing that I thought was funny was um, so Andrew Keegan is in it. You know him from uh, Ten Things I Hate About You. No, he's a he's a child actor who who uh, ended up sort of <laughs> starting like um like a hippy dippy Eastern flavored cult. Oh, okay, I remember we were talking about yeah. that. Correct. And then uh, this this actress who was very young at the time named Allison Mack, who um, is going to jail for a long time for being high up in that like Hollywood sex cult that got busted recently. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, there's a scene where the two of them are talking. I was like, wow. If only you two knew the turns the turns your life would take in the next twenty five years. That's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, uh, not a not a bad little children's film. I I legit like I said when you have somebody as legitimately funny as Christopher Lloyd, like you probably have a couple of good moments. But that could just be nostalgia. It was very late at night, and I was looking for something on Disney Plus to watch, and I was like, oh man, I remember this one. Awesome. All right, so that is our review. Diamond encrusted. Viking Broad. Let's go. Sparkly Tears. Isn't that what Watts is with? Yes. All right, I got one. Please don't be mine. All right, good. This is a Chuck pick. Two Chuck picks. Civ. Getaway. Oh, yeah. 13, Thir- 13 day? day Getaway. Okay. Um, so the reason I put that in there, you remember Civ, right? Yeah. Um, so he had his first album, um, uh, Set Your Goals. Oh, was, uh, can't wait one minute more. Can't wait right? one, one and then he more. had that one, and nobody ever talks about that one. It seems like people only like the first one, so I want to I want to check out the second one. Okay, awesome. I'm ex- I'm actually really excited about this. Um, and the movie is going to be Master of Disguise with Dana Carvey. Wow. Wow. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> no, no, my gosh, I I have seen that movie. Have you? Yes, <laughs> Paul from Pulcher, Paul from Pulture Pop, Pulture Pulture Copped. Yeah, from uh, Culture Popped. He. Uh, How do you spell that? <laughs> I really don't know. He actually. Um, well, that's with a P. <laughs> he had it downloaded and burned to a DVD, and 
I could not even make it through it. I kept telling him, I was like, dude, we got to turn this off. It is terrible. And he was getting mad with me. He was like, no, dude, we're going to watch it. It's good. I don't know what your problem is. All I remember from the trailer, turtle, turtle, turtle. Okay. Is this going to be the new pest? This could be up there, bro. Oh, boy. Because I know, I think if I remember correctly, Dana Carvey said he made this movie for his kid. Uh-oh. So. There's no turning back now. There is not. So, Civ? Civ, the 13-day thir- getaway. Uh, and then next week we're doing Marcy's Playground. <laughs> and what was it? Couch? Couch uh, Trip. Couch Trip? Yes. Okay. Starring... Daniel Ackroyd. And Charles Grodin and yes. Charles Grodin's toupee. Yes. There all, we go. all of those people. All of the above. So that's if you like playing along with punching bags, that's that's what's that's what's coming up. <laughs> and we'll be able we'll actually be able to watch and, uh, these. I th- and... Yeah, I think Master of Disguise is on Hulu. Okay. If you need if you need my Hulu login, you let me know, uh, pal. It's alright. If I have to rent it, I'll rent it. <laughs> oh, I'm man. just glad we'll be able to actually do it this time. That's what she said. Exactly. She said that to me when she went into Moe's and said, Welcome to... Right. And you said, Welcome to... <laughs> Forget it. Still not funny. And I know it's not funny, and I'm really trying to force it in. So. And you know that it's really not funny. <laughs> Fair enough. Turbulent. It's getting... Ter- uh, DiscountCemetery.com. Not Nordic Pod 20. At checkout. Very good. 20 percent. Yeah, look at me finally remembering nice. four, 47 weeks in. Shout out to Colleen and Spencer. Shout out my babies. Uh, Spencer was asking. He said uh, he said he needed the PCAST. He was disappointed he had to wait an extra day. I know. And um, uh, yeah, 20% off and a free gift. Their t-shirts are dope. Support them. Support support Greg at uh, the, the place that Greg is at. Yeah, what is it? Uh, 3D, 3D Custom Prints Studios on Etsy. Shoot, shoot them a line. Get, send them your what file? Your STI. Your STI file, and yes. uh, he'll three D print that for you, and he'll uh, he'll give you a break on the price if you mention us. Tell tell him the Nordic boys sent you. And we're looking forward to Slay Industries. So that's what he was talking about last time. Oh, oh, yeah. the, the, that's the other game. Yeah. I forgot what the name of it was. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I told him I was like, you can tell me about this. I'm not going to remember any of it now, but I'm da- I'm down to play. No, the deets the deets he goes into it is really uh, he's very really he's very excited about it. Yeah, you can very tell. passionate. It's, you know, when when somebody's enthusiastic about something, it's easy to uh, uh, catch that enthusiasm. Agreed. And um, my band is uh, doing nothing until May, April, May, right? June. Oh, June, okay. Uh, June, Atlantic City Beer Fest. If it happens at Bader Field in Atlantic City, we will be there. Uh, it was supposed to be Newfound Glory headlining. Uh, we don't know who's playing now. I think they said the the full lineup will come out in March. Alien Ant Farm, Eve 6. Dude, if Eve 6 plays, <laughs> how excited would I be if Eve 6 played? Oh, my God. Just hearing you now, I can tell how excited you're going to be because you're excited now just dreaming about it. <laughs> Dude, he better let me come out and come out on stage and sing the Heart in a Blender song with him. Oh, my God. Your favorite song. Do you think, here's the thing, do you think they'd play it? Depends on depends on a lot of things. Uh, I I don't think they would. I think they're done with that song. I think they're moving on. Oh, what that song? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm quite sure they'll play the hard in a blender song. <laughs> okay, I'll be the judge of that. Why well, you going to beer fest? You're going to beer fest. Sound. You're going to knock back some brews. No, 
Thank you. Twisted Tees, I beat you to the punch. Well, I saw Metallica two days in a row at Baderfield, and I like the idea that I'll be able to say that I saw I saw, I saw Metallica in a place that I played, technically. That's pretty cool. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, so uh, until next week, uh, I would urge you to always uh, swerve the yonk. I would also uh, caution you to always go Uncle, Uncle Buck, Buck Wild. Wild. And uh, finally... Um, you may have read differently on Twitter um, or other various uh, mainstream uh, news media, fake news sites, uh, but I would urge you to remember uh, that that is all fake news and that we are, in fact, not Nordic. Nordic. Good night, everyone, and good luck. Bye. Godspeed. Jet sounds. <laughs>